always believe that you have more power than you think you do. That in your own hands, just in the food that you put on the table, the things you put on your child's skin and the air you breathe in your home, you have more power to impact their health than you ever thought possible. Welcome to the Good Around Us podcast. Here we share stories of people doing good for communities. I'm your host, Stephanie Keeley. Deborah Morgan is a devoted mother who couldn't accept a doctor's response of, there's nothing you can do for this, when facing her son's autoimmune diagnosis. She questioned, she researched, she sought additional opinions, and ultimately she implemented a nutritional lifestyle that worked to mitigate and even reverse the symptoms. She is now a certified holistic nutrition consultant and a certified GAPS practitioner. I looked it up, GAPS is gut and psychology syndrome, and she runs her own business enabling other parents to improve their child's health naturally. Here's Deborah. Welcome, Deborah Morgan. Thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm just really thrilled to be here with you and having a nice chat today. Yes, yes. So you do very important and personal work, um, and I'd love for you to be able to just start at the beginning of that journey. Okay, yeah. So let's jump into the beginning. Uh, My son is the impetus for all the work that I do. Um, when he was two years old, uh, I walked into his doctor's office to have something that I thought was really quite innocent checked out, uh, and had a very major bomb dropped on my life, uh, when she told me that my son has an autoimmune condition and then further went to tell me that there was very little that she could offer me in terms of treatments, just not much we could do. We were just going to have to go home and learn to manage and, and live with this. And I was flabbergasted, uh, not expecting anything that big that, you know, I have a two year old and his, his immune system is so confused. It's attacking him himself. It's attacking his skin pigment cells and, I was just overwhelmed. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I walked out of the doctor's office, you know, with my obliviously happy little two-year-old in tow. Like he had no idea any of this was going on. He wasn't in any pain or discomfort, uh, Mm -hmm. which was great. But, you know, I did know that this autoimmune condition could affect him for the rest of his life. Uh, And that... Uh, you know, the doctor told me we would need to monitor him for other uh, potentially more serious autoimmune conditions, because where there's one, there can be more. Once the immune system's confused and attacking itself, it can kind of go rogue and go anywhere. So, uh, yeah, I walked out of that office just dumbfounded and went home to my husband and and told him, and and it was amazing to us, this sort of limbo that you feel like you're living in for a time because the medical system tells you about this and there's nothing you can do. And here you go, just go home and move on with life. But, you know, how do you really do that? Just like, oh, okay. And just carry on. Um, of course, we were 
put on the list to see a medical specialist, a dermatologist, but in Canada, that takes time. Uh, so it was a year before we could get in to see him. So my husband and I both were of similar minds in that this just doesn't feel right. Like, how can you be two years old and, and there not be anything that you can do to help balance this little immune system again so it can maybe calm down and, and stop attacking itself? Uh, and that really began a lot of those sleepless nights, which I'm sure any parent that has a child with any kind of diagnosis can identify with. You know, you put the kids to bed and out comes the laptop and mm -hmm. you uh, go down the rabbit hole of Dr. Google again for a few hours every night trying to, you know, find something, some sort of answers. And I think that the, the invent of all this information that we have access to is such an amazing gift uh, because we have so much more power to access things now than we ever did. But it's also hugely overwhelming. Like it is a rabbit hole, right? Like there's so much information, so much conflicting information and then, of course, there there are the snake oil salesmen on there, right? Who are who are out to make mm -hmm. a quick buck. Uh, so sorting through, you know, what seemed real and what seemed possible, and what was least harmful, and you know, not being ripped off in the process. It was it was huge, and I spent a lot of time there. And in that sort of analysis, I call it now analysis paralysis of, you know, reading everything I could get my hands on, but not actually making any changes or doing anything because I just didn't know what do I go here or do I go over there or, or what do I do? But I started to notice a lot of posts, you know, thanks to Facebook groups and things like that. There was a lot of people talking about diet and how, you know, making changes to their diet had made significant um, a significant difference to them in their own health, not necessarily applied to their kids, but you know, in terms of their own diagnosis. And I and so I started to think of a lot about that, thinking, you know, well, here's something that's it's cheap, right? And it's it's not uh, invasive and it's safe. So here's maybe a good place for me to start. Uh, and then serendipity kind of came into play as it does. And my meditation instructor ended up referring me to a functional medicine MD here in the city that I live in. And it was somebody that she had worked with successfully for a few years. And so there was that trustability factor that if I was going to go to an alternative medicine doctor and spend a lot of money, it was somebody that I knew, you know, was worth the investment, right? Mm -hmm. And so we did that and he confirmed, really confirmed the, the diet piece because that was his first advice. He ordered up a bunch of tests, but he said, in the meantime, you need to radically change your diet. And so he told me everything that we couldn't eat. <laughs> and I went out and literally cried in my car for an hour trying to figure out how I was going to do this and still live some semblance of a normal life and, you know, that my child would be able to go and play with friends and go to birthday parties and we could travel and we have family in Mexico that we visit every year. And like, how am I going to do this and still 
live life. Live, right. Yeah. It was, it was really like, it was maybe the second bomb <laughs> that detonated, you know, was yes. that day. That solution bomb of, okay, yeah. well, this is an option, but wow, life really changes. It's a solution, but how, how do I implement this solution without, you know, having to become a complete hermit? And so part of me really wanted to just not do the diet part and just take all the supplements and stuff that he had mm-hmm. prescribed. But of course, you know, there was this little voice in my head that was just saying, you know, come on, you've read how much this is doing for other people. You've got to try this. You can do this. And fortunately for me, I had a very good friend with her son had been diagnosed with autism and they had started doing a lot of dietary interventions. And so I was able to call on her and she kind of gave me that little kick in the butt, the little pep talk I needed. And I, I literally went home because this is how I work and just chucked everything in my pantry that we couldn't have Uh, gave it away to neighbors and food banks and all of that sort of stuff and started from scratch. Uh, And because I like to cook, I was able to wrap my head around it that way of, okay, this is a challenge to kind of see what we can do. But I know not everybody works that way. So, you know, we'll get into that later. But um, (laughs) yeah, so that's, that's what started my journey was, was my son's diagnosis and, and uh, that, that whole search for hope and in something that could intervene and help his little body to find its way back to balance. You know, you mentioned that first diagnosis and how did that feel? Well, it was scary, you know, especially it's scary to begin with, but especially when you're not expecting anything because I really thought it was nothing. Uh, And so, yeah, I was really scared and uh, overwhelmed and, the worst, I always say the worst was helpless. I felt helpless. Mm-hmm. You know, I often say that had I been in the hallway with a charging elephant, <laughs> I would have felt in more control of, of how to mm-hmm. save my son and how to protect him than I did with this diagnosis, because this was his body attacking itself. And, and what on earth as mom am I supposed to do with that? Right. right. So you can't get especially in there. when the doctor's telling you there's nothing that can be done, you know, that that's pretty disempowering. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was the that was the worst feeling for sure. Well, and such a testament to a mother's intuition. Also, you thought it was probably nothing, but you took him anyway because you just kind of had Something's a little nagging. Yeah. 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 100 percent. Yes. Yeah. And, and then, you know, the mother's intuition kicking in saying, uh uh-uh. uh no, 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 this, this isn't okay. We're not going to just accept this and say, Mm -hmm. oh, well, nothing to be done and carry on. We're going to fight and find out what can be done. And had I not followed that voice, you know, who knows where we'd be today. So tell us about the solution that you have come to now um, in the work of Kids Health Revolution. What is that? When we started out with our doctor, he told us, you know, three months Uh, to try out the diet and see how things progressed for us, which was great because I could get my head around three months. And within a couple of weeks, we started to notice some improvement in my son's health. He was that kid who, if a neighbor five blocks away had a cough and we passed him on the street, my son would have that illness, you know, a couple days later, and he'd just recover from that. And two weeks later, we'd have something else. And so it was just constant. 
And I understand now that's because his immune system was busy attacking him himself and not doing what it was supposed to be doing. But so when we dug into the diet right away, uh, we began to notice that his immune system seemed to be responding more appropriately when it encountered other little bugs. So he wasn't getting as sick as often. And that was like, oh, hmm, look at that. We might be onto something here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so no marked change in the autoimmune condition within that time. But once the three months had passed, I was like, this is pretty easy. We can stick with this. So we did. And at the year, about about the year mark, just before a year mark, uh, we noticed that his skin cells were starting to repigment. So it was actually reversing itself, not just stopping, but actually reversing. Oh, wow. And that's when I was like, oh boy, <laughs> like this is, this is it. We really, you know, hit on it here. You know, we've continued this gut healthy sort of lifestyle. Uh, he's now 12 uh, and his autoimmune condition just continued to improve year after year after year after year until now it's, it's pretty much gone um, in terms of the original diagnosis now we got hit with some lime and stuff like that later which i is a, is a bit of another story but gut healing dietary foundation helped his immune system balance enough that you know it was able to not only stop attacking his pigment cells but but reverse and then when we were hit with some infections from a tick bite or a mosquito bite we're not sure I really believe that having this dietary foundation was was key in him not uh, developing as serious a case of chronic Lyme as I know that some kids are dealing with. So it's really been fundamental in his in his health and his recovery. Uh, and my own health has hugely improved because of this. I changed my diet with him. I didn't think it was fair to just, you know, impose it upon him and not, and not also make the changes myself. And, oh boy, like I lost 20 pounds that I really didn't realize that I could even lose. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, look at that. That just happened. And uh, I had issues with low blood pressure and, and that started to resolve itself. Uh, just a lot of little things oh, interesting. that would not have been enough to make me make such a drastic change on my own for myself. But mm-hmm. because of him, I did it. And I will never go back, never go back to to eating the standard American diet. What's the basis of this kind of diet? So I went back to school because of my experience with him and got trained in uh, certified holistic nutrition and some gut healing protocols. And so when I work with clients, really depends on each child. Like it's hard to say specifically uh, or generally what everybody needs. But yes, generally 100% we should be getting rid of processed food. Like if you have, if your child doesn't have a health condition and you have pizza now and then no big deal. Or for some kids who have a mild health condition, if they have pizza every couple of months at a birthday party or something, they can get away with that. But for the most part, we should be eating, we should all be eating a whole foods diet. So as close to its natural state as we possibly can. So that's, you know, meat and fish and nuts and seeds and 
vegetables and fruit and healthy non-processed oils, um, you know, olive oil, animal fats, coconut oil, those sorts of things. Little bit of alternative flowers here and there and, and whole food sweeteners. So things like dried fruit, honey, maple syrup. So when we're eating, getting that little bit of sweetness, we're also getting some nutrition from it too, as mm-hmm. opposed to the processed sugars, which have absolutely no nutrient value and actually require our body to use nutrients in order to break down and digest them. So whenever we're having a really sugary processed sugar um, treat or even a cereal or something like that, we're actually requiring our body to use its stores of, of B vitamins in order to break down and process the sugar. So we're depleting ourselves of nutrients by, by eating those foods on a regular basis. So that's where we always start is just going as whole foods as we possibly can. And then if we need to dig deeper, depending on the child's health condition, you know, then we do that. And that usually looks like, you know, definitely gluten-free. In fact, there's more research now supporting the idea of non-celiac gluten sensitivity. Even Harvard is doing some research that's showing that people who are non-celiac can still be sensitive to gluten. Uh, and there's some really interesting research that shows that even for people who aren't sensitive, eating gluten can cause a temporary increase in gut permeability. So meaning it's letting things out of the intestine through that really selective barrier of the intestine that shouldn't be getting access to the body. So, you know, for the most part, a lot of us could use maybe to cut down on our gluten consumption. Dairy is what I call a yellow light food. I have a a tool that I use a lot with clients, a green light, yellow light, red light food list and dairy is on the yellow light because it can be a very nutrient dense, very healthy food, but some people just don't tolerate it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's a matter of finding that sweet spot for you and your family and for your child. Uh, but definitely gluten GMO foods are something that really needs to go. Uh, because when we're trying to balance the microbiome, if we're eating foods that are already uh, imbibed with their own pesticides, like corn, for example, and soy, how's that going to work for our gut bugs, right? There is some research that's indicating it could have an impact on on killing off some of our microflora. If there's doubt, let's let's just maybe err on the side of caution and not have it for now until we know for sure. So so that really leads us to kind of what you're doing in this this work with Kids Health Revolution. So what kind of services do you offer? What what is that? I started Kids Health Revolution as a way to reach other parents and hopefully empower other parents to understand that even when you're told there's nothing you can do, there's a surprising amount of things that you can do to really make a difference for your child's health, like profoundly impact their health. And so uh, I have different ways of working with people. I do one-on-one coaching. Uh, That's probably the majority of where I spend my time. Uh, But I also run like programs to help people go through these changes. I have meal planning programs. Just depends where people kind of want to go in and get started. Uh, But mostly what, what working with me looks like is going through a very thorough health history. 
I talk about your family's extended health history. So I get a really clear picture of, of what your child's dealing with in terms of their genetic inheritance, in terms of their microbiome inheritance, and what particular condition they're struggling with. And then I would also talk to the family in terms of where that they're at in, in terms of their ability to make huge changes right off the bat. Because like I said, not everybody's the rip the bandaid, like go home and toss everything in your freezer type of person like I am. So <laughs> really helping people say, okay, here's where we'd like to get to. We'd like to get to you to a full gut healing protocol. So meaning for your child, it's best if we take out all processed foods, including uh, grains and legumes for a time to, to give the gut a really good chance to heal. But maybe you're not ready to jump right into that. So how can we step you into that process and just working with them to help them to help them get there? And a lot of that is the work of showing people with meal plans, with recipes, the beautiful food that's available to you, even when you're eating like on a strict gut healing protocol, you can still eat really, really well and not have to spend all day in the kitchen. You know, you can make meals uh, within 30 minutes. You can bulk cook a little bit on weekends. So you've got easy uh, things prepped for school. So it's just helping parents overcome some of those obstacles. I had them. I know I had them. And, and figuring out how are we going to travel and and how are we going to handle that family reunion that we're going to and and all of those little pieces that I wish I had had somebody to kind of hold my hand and do with me as I was going through this process myself. So that's what Kids Health Revolution is really about for me is is offering parents the help and the support I wish that I'd had in the beginning of my process. You have the the certification. You went back and, and went back to school for this, and so you've got that credential and and clearly a, a researcher and and a a student of it. But also you have that lived experience, and I imagine that is quite helpful and and you know feels really good for the parents you're working with who are feeling a bit lost and probably isolated by uh, what they're going through. Most parents, you know, we spend a little bit of time just having like the conversation of how difficult all of this is, because unless you're in it, you don't understand it. So other family members may want to be supportive, but they don't completely get it, especially when you're looking to make these changes and not everybody in your life is on board and supportive with it. Uh, and I've been there. <laughs> I've had those hard conversations with grandma and grandpa. Uh, so, mm. you know, I do think that that lived experience, you know, brings something, some sense of comfort to people when, when we're working together. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk more about, about you and kind of what's driving all this. Okay, Deborah, um, you know, I'm really curious, you you clearly are a go getter, um, and just get in there, do the things necessary. And I'm curious what motivates you, you know, I'm thinking about, like, when it felt like rock bottom, and you're crying in your car, like, what got you past that? I think, you know, a couple of things. One was the mother's instinct, right? In You know, I talked about the charging elephant before. So that mother's instinct to do whatever 
I need to do in order to give my child the chance that they need to have. That was my biggest motivation. Underlying that, a little bit of a pioneering sort of spirit underneath things. Like I, <clears throat> I've never shied away from making waves and being a bit of a change maker in my mm -hmm. life. So I think in, that helped me and supported me in making the changes that I needed to make uh, and, and sort of standing up against the, the grain, so to speak. Whereas if I'd been a, a different person, it might've been more difficult for me to, to just dive right in on my own and make those changes. Yeah. You had the tools yeah. already. The other thing yeah. I think that motivated me is just this really deep seated belief in me that things happen to us for a reason to a certain extent. And so feeling like, okay, you know, this is what life, God, the universe has put in front of me and uh, I can choose to rise up to it and learn what I need to learn from it. Uh, or I can just go and hide under my covers. And believe me, I wanted to do that <laughs> for a while. But but yes, mm -hmm. there, there was that belief as well. What is it you want parents to know? What I really want parents to, to take away uh, from anything that I do, this interview or, or any information that I put out is always always believe that you have more power than you think you do. That in your own hands, just in the food that you put on the table, the things you put on your child's skin and the air you breathe in your home, you have more power to impact their health than you ever thought possible. We're all patients at some point. And it, it, to me, it seems like that same empowerment is true for everyone, um, you know, whether you have children or not dealing for yourself and being an, an advocate is important. Yes, it really is. Yeah. And, and having that encouragement and that sense of, okay, look, look at all these people. And that's, you know, that's why I encourage people to go on to some of these Facebook groups and things that where people are using diet. Because it is great encouragement to see, wow, look at all these people who've taken matters into their own hands when they were told there was no hope. And they've really turned things around from themselves. So absolutely, whether it's your own health condition or something of your child's, yet never give up. Always, always strive to see what you could be doing to make change. With all of the services that you offer and, and through coaching, I'm curious where that, that greatest impact is. What's the main piece of advice you would give someone who's going through this kind of like health discovery journey? Well, a little bit the same is, is not to give up on yourself. So mm -hmm. to, to really believe that there is some, you know, power that you have to impact your own health. Uh, and the other would be to reach out and start talking to people who have a similar lived experience and have made changes. Uh, so whether it be diet or lifestyle or preferably all of those things. And fortunately, because of the interconnectedness we have now, that's becoming mm -hmm. easier and easier. So, you know, finding support groups and people uh, who are talking about uh, the positive changes that they've seen, because that encourages us to, to even if we're not there yet in terms of making the changes ourselves, even just lurking sometimes in those groups right. and, and observing what people are talking about can just be that little bit of motivation and encouragement we need to say, yes, I can do this. I do have the power to do this. It doesn't have to be hard. Uh, and then 
you know, reaching out to professionals like myself, or, you know, there's mm-hmm. tons of us out there who are in the gut health healing world, um, who offer tools and things to people to make the transition easier, because you don't have to do it all yourself and start from scratch, like I did, like, this whole world of nutrition and gut healing online has in the in the 10 years that I've been in it, like gone come leaps and bounds. So there's so much out there in terms of support for what you're going to eat and how you're going to eat it and how to still live a, a delicious life and enjoy your food and all mm. of that kind of stuff. And, you know, just start experimenting. You know, if, if usually you make a, you have cereal for breakfast, well, experiment with making yourself a grain-free homemade granola. I have like a, a vanilla and fig paleo granola type recipe that I make and it's available on my website and it is so delicious and everybody that tastes it just can't believe that it's, you know, quote unquote healthy, <laughs> but right. it is. So experiment with just a couple of recipes, right? Say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to try this and see how I like it. And then once you realize that you can really enjoy those foods, it makes it easier just to start replacing more and more and more things. Yeah. I love that idea of just taking a small step. Um, no matter who you are, take a small step toward that health. Um, yeah. That Even if you don't is... have a health concern, right. But you would just like right. to prevent, <laughs> Hey, there's an idea, right. Let's prevent <laughs> these things from happening in the first place. Then, yes. you know, just try sneaking in a few different alternatives here and there and experiment with it and discover it tastes great. Doesn't take a lot of time and it's completely doable. And, and even, you know, I love going back to what I think your second point there about building community, networking, getting involved, even if you're just on the the bleachers watching, uh, that gives, you know, it plants a seed in your own mind for what's possible. And then, and then once, if you are going through the journey to have a network of people to talk with, a coach, don't do it alone. You don't have to. hundred percent. Yeah. Especially in today's world, you don't have to do it alone at all. So how can someone engage with you and your work? Everything they really need to know about me and my work um, is on my website. So it's easy. It's just kidshealthrevolution.com. There's lots of learning information on there too. So if people want to dive deeper into, you know, what's happening on a gut level and, you know, uh, what's going on? What about parasites? I've heard about parasites or what's this candida business. I've got all that information in a really easy to digest kind of format on my website. Uh, and then I have, um, lots of the tools that I've been talking about. So connections to get, uh, the meal plans. There's some free meal plans on there. Um, there's also, uh, a little ebook full of 25 gut healing recipes. So that's the where they can get the fig and, and vanilla granola recipe. Uh, and so that's a great way to just start experimenting with a few things here and there. It has all the information about coaching with me privately and programs and all that good stuff. Well, I always like to close out our um, podcast episodes with a quote that inspires you, one that is timely or some, just something, a quote you enjoy. So um, I'm curious if anything is coming up for you. Yeah. So my favorite uh, is the serenity prayer. And I use this a lot. I really used it a lot when we were fi- first diagnosed with Lyme disease and, and uh, things were feeling pretty 
pretty out of control again for a while. So the, I have to turn around because I have it on my wall. I can never remember it off the top of my head, but so God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. I love it. How inspiring is Deborah? As a mother, there's nothing we wouldn't do for the health and safety of our children, but she really went there and made big changes. That worked. And she's empowering and inspiring others who really need that support. It's pretty cool. Stay connected with the Good Around Us podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you're listening in. Thanks for listening. Until next time.